0: Tuesday, May 22nd. Having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reader. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with Gospel Solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry, last week a report was released by the New York Times which revealed that under the FBI, Director James Comey's leadership, they used a secret program that does not require the approval of a judge to gather phone records and other documents on Donald Trump's presidential campaign. The FBI ordered phone records and other documents using national security letters, a secret type of subpoena, officials said, and at least one government informant met several times with Mr. Page, Carter Page, and Mr. Papadopoulos. That has become a politically contentious point with Mr. Trump's allies questioning whether the FBI was spying on the Trump campaign and trying to entrap campaign officials. The national security letters are controversial in part because they carry the force of the law but are created entirely outside of the judicial system. To issue one, an FBI official needs to attest that the information sought is relevant to a national security investigation. The letters have also been criticized because they are shrouded in secrecy. Harry, we have three distinct branches of government, judicial, congressional, and executive. Is this a breaching of those three separate branches of government?
1: Not so much breach, I would say, as to circumvent. You know, Tom, when I was uh, in the ninth grade, I have to confess, I was not all that interested as I should have been in my studies, but there was one little bright star in all of this, and that was Robert Woodburn. I still remember him today. He was my civics teacher in the ninth grade. I just got drawn into it. I was amazed at our founding fathers who had just made it very clear that they were carrying out this American experiment by number one, we're not going to have a monarchy where one man rules and therefore his tyranny in the accumulation of power And we're not going to have an oligarchy where the elite rule and their accumulation of power and money and wealth. And we're not going to have a democracy where a mob can rule. What we're going to have is a republic. A republic where it is a people who are agreed that in their local government, their state government, and their federal government, we will be ruled by law. And therefore, it is the law that is king. And then to carry out that law, or to make that law, or to amend that law, there would be three branches of government. There would be the executive branch of government, which executes the law as it exists. There would be the judicial branches of government that would govern and would make rulings based upon the law, and rulings concerning the lawfulness of any other proposed law in terms of the existing law. And then finally, there would be the legislative, which upholds the law, make amendments to law, or bring forth any new law, and all of these would be accountable to their vows to the Constitution of the United States. The executive branch of government would be elected The legislative branch of government would be elected, and then the executive and the legislative would bring forth the nominees for those who would be judges, and in some states, those judge positions were also elected. Others, they would be appointed by those who had been elected in the executive and legislative branch. Now, Having put all that together in those brief moments, you have to realize that was to be implemented to some degree on all three levels the local level where you would have mayors and you would have councils and you would have local judges, and then you would have it on a state level where you'd have a governor and state legislatures and state judges as well as state supreme courts, and then you would have it on the national level. Tom, Part of the genius also was that these were not hierarchical but interdependent and accountable to each other. Tom there are two things that we see breached in this article that you've pointed out. And number one is how the executive branch are runaway branches of the executive branch attempt to circumvent the role of the judicial, and then how the legislative abandons their responsibility to hold all of them accountable. Today, when we hear that the Congress is going to have a congressional hearing, what we basically think about is a sideshow in which various congressmen will use the opportunity to declare their talking points and lay out their next campaign and be able to make a name for themselves in what they question and how they question. When in reality, it was not there for a platform to promote our congressional members. It was there for them to exercise oversight. They might have to have congressional hearings concerning the judicial branch. They might have to have congressional hearings concerning local and state governments on movements in the nation that need to be investigated in terms of any legislative impact. And there were congressional hearings for the executive branch as well. These are not moments for a showtime. These are moments to really hold people accountable. Are you acting within your constitutional boundaries? I think you've said it before, most insightfully, the special prosecutors, I believe as you do, is not a good thing to do for various reasons. Once you cut these special counsels loose and their investigative teams They're going to find something with the powers of subpoena, the things that they have. They're going to find something to validate what they're doing. And they can always argue, I need to go down this trail because this may help me find what is happening over here that I was actually commissioned to do and to investigate. But I need to investigate this because it may open up doors over here. Well, now they're uncovering other things in the lives of people and in the past of people, and they're making it public, and that becomes a political football to toss around. The special prosecutor is simply a statement of the cowardice or the ineptness of the Congress to do their job in congressional hearings. Now, if there's ever any place for clarity Moral clarity and legal clarity, it's in the investigations that have and are and need to take place from Congress concerning how the FBI has been conducting itself, and they also need to investigate how the IRS has been conducting itself. Both have engaged in behavior that is punitive, oppressive, and beyond the scope of their responsibilities. But you need a Congress that will do its job, and then you need a judicial branch that will do its job, and the executive branch needs to be accountable to the legislative body. And once again, these congressional hearings have been the mechanism whereby that was supposed to be accomplished.
0: Harry, on tomorrow's edition of Today in Perspective, I want to take you to a little town in Virginia, Lexington, Virginia, Where a lot of American history has taken place, former Secretary of State Rex Tillerson was asked to talk to the graduates of VMI last week. He made a comment
1: that I think is extremely important to understand and I believe affirm what he said. Tom, can I also just finish up today's program by mentioning this? The accountability that's built into our government is an accountability we all need. There's three guys I've been with now for 34 years in an accountability relationship. I've got accountability to my wife. I've got accountability to my family. I've got accountability to those who I work with and my elders. And I believe that this is very important as you and I attempt to grow in the grace and knowledge of Christ. Accountability in life as well as accountability in government. That is a great principle. But most of all, I need to know that I am accountable to the Lord. My dear friends, I want you to know the other day they came out with a statement that, you know, once you put something in the digital world, it never goes away. Uh, People can find it and you can be held accountable. Here's what the Lord has said. We give an account for every word and every action how can I stand before a holy God who will by no means leave the guilty unpunished and I'm accountable and will stand before him because it is appointed unto men once to die and then the judgment? Well, let me tell you the way. The way is to come to Jesus Christ who will remove all of the guilt and shame by having taken our judgment for us at the cross and can set you on a new life where you come before the Lord, not as a criminal at the judgment seat, but as a son and a daughter able to affirm the stewardship of new life in Jesus Christ. Come to the one who sits at the judgment seat. He's already come, and he went to the cross for you.
0: As we close out for today, let me remind our listeners it's easy to subscribe to Today in Perspective. On your tablet or your smartphone, go to your iTunes icon, type in Today in Perspective with Harry Reader. Each and every weekday automatically will be downloaded a new edition of this podcast. A great way to stay in touch. We'll do stop by again tomorrow, Wednesday, as we continue our conversation and as we apply a biblical worldview to put the issues of Today in Perspective.